Welcome to this special edition podcast series, Surviving the Shitstorm with me, Michael Tinkser. In this episode, I'll be talking with Julia Matthews, solicitor and partner at Wet Lake Bell in London, who has years of experience advising hospitality and restaurant businesses. We talked about the current storm, what operators need to do right now to prepare themselves legally, short and long term, what they should do in the coming times to be ready when they come out of hibernation, and we also discussed how all this is going to impact company culture and employee engagement. Thanks to our partners HM, Toholer and Vita Mojo, who's making this possible. Grab pen and notebook, there's some great nuggets and insights in this. Thank you for joining another special edition podcast, Surviving the Shitstorm. We have the 20th of March, 2020, and uh, yeah, the world is really unraveling very quickly. And uh, our beloved hospitality and restaurant industry had hit this storm due to the coronavirus. And uh, leaders are dealing with extreme uncertainty out there, but also their their people are in, in probably in, in a lot of stress and fear due to the mass redundancy that's going on right now. And I'm very lucky today to have uh, Julian on the, the podcast, who is a partner at Wet Lake Bell, who actually, he works with a lot of hospitality and restaurant companies when it comes to the legal side but also growing their businesses and and he will have some very interesting angles i know from the conversation i had with her about this whole situation and so welcome to the podcast julian thank you michael it's a pleasure to be on for people that don't know uh who julian is and also wet lake bell can you just give uh, the, the short pitch elevator pitch about what you're all about and, and what it is that you are doing on a day-to-day basis in the hospitality and restaurant sector. Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So I, I think, as you said, I'm a, a partner at uh, the London-based uh, law firm Wedlake Bell. Uh, we're a full-service um, law firm servicing all uh, forms of clients, um, very strong in real estate and corporate and uh, other such advisory. Uh, myself, I'm a corporate partner, so I've been in private practice for over 25 years um, and that predominantly is around mergers and acquisitions and private equity. Um, Probably for the last 15 or so years I've been um, quite sector focused on hospitality and leisure uh, and and the substantial part of my practice is in that area and arena now. So I'm advising restaurants and um, hotels, bars, etc., as well as other leisure outlets. Um, personally, I'm very much about helping them grow, as, as I say, through equity and um, bank and um, growth. Um, but my colleagues also help very closely, so employment lawyers, um, banking lawyers, and real estate lawyers, giving a, a full sector approach to uh, clients in that sector. I guess it's very different times now and what uh, you and the company is going to be helping out with as we see the, the things unravel. How do you see the whole thing from, 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 your, from your table as, as, a, as a lawyer, as a solicitor and a, a law firm on a short term and a long term basis right now for the industry? 
Well, um, many things have been said. Um, words such as unprecedented, um, apocalyptic, decimation of the high street, etc. And the, the, the hyperbole goes on, but it, but it quite frankly isn't hyperbole because it is that bad. Um, I mentioned I'm a corporate lawyer, but um, uh, I, I can see myself in the short term uh, uh, retraining as an insolvency lawyer uh, because that is absolutely one of the big dangers which many, many clients are facing. And this is not just those which were struggling to get by um, in the last couple of years. This goes for the whole set of restaurant businesses, good and um, uh, small and large. So it, it is a very bad situation. Let, let nobody be in doubt about that. Um, I mean, the industry has been suffering um, for the last couple of years, which has been well documented through many, many costs and headwinds which have been blowing through but in reality this tsunami makes what has gone before look like a bit of a walk in the park unfortunately so um you look at last week um advising many clients about things they needed to be thinking about the most obvious things were talk to your landlord talk to hmrc around um trying to defer that um business rates etc that that debate has move swiftly on those conversations have been had but in the here and now what we are looking at is the um the very stark um analysis for clients as i say big and small as how much cash have you got are you going to survive um and that comes into focus both in terms of insolvency law and in terms in the immediate um viewpoint in terms of employment law too because the reality is um unfortunately these businesses that the main elements of cost saving is employment based and that's a very difficult debate to be having at this point because let's face it hospitality businesses they're all about the culture of their staff what what is a, a restaurant without that strong um uh, team behind it and that's the real difficulty um, and that's one thing which i fear for because as we know so many good businesses have great staff culture and if these businesses are not protected and not um saved as it were predominantly coming through from required government help then that culture will be unfortunately lost um it's my fear so that's that's the immediate issue we're facing and advising companies on um i guess ultimately there will be winners uh, there'll be losers and many will fall and you know michael we were talking about um, the announcement just before we started this about Vapiano having announced that they're falling into insolvency. There will be more, unfortunately. So this is the real time where you look at that. I mentioned um, culture. Um, it, it, we're also seeing great things happen in the industry and, and great, great efforts being taken outside of what people do. So, you know, you start from the, the the, the wonderful brew dog creating brew dog hand sanitizer you hear of great um funds being raised to help um staff who are being made redundant and you know we'll come on to that in a minute but unfortunately a lot have been already has been documented in the uh, uh in the press the last couple of days and you know the the things which i really admire is these this great culture in the industry coming to the fore to be innovative and one saying 
comes immediately to mind from the great film Gladiator. That which we do in life echoes in eternity. Well, you know, we are in that real strong position here of what businesses do really will have a fundamental impact in real term on what happens in the next 24, 48 hours, et cetera. Um, so, for example, one of my clients is Honest Burgers, and you know, I'm so proud of the fact they have not made redundancies, that they're doing everything they can to keep their people and keep that great culture alive. And, uh, you know, they're, they're working with other organizations to come up with solutions, you know, helping out, possibly repositioning um, staff in short term to help out Amazon or places or supermarkets. It's, it's just wonderful. But the fundamental thing is they have said we will stick by them for, I, I think it was mentioned in, uh, in one of the announcements on the hospitality website today to at least until the 23rd of April are guaranteeing 50% of basic earnings. Um, directors are cutting their salaries, etc. So it's great behaviours. Even, you know, last night on um, uh, Question Time, Angela Hartner saying what wonderful things are happening. So it's a, it's a terrible time, but there's great behaviours coming out of it. I agree. And you see, you see there's a lot of giving going on and, uh, and a lot of, uh, you know, people going i think i can definitely see a shift from business to to caring i exactly. would say like it's 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 much less about making business about caring and keep keep your things alive and make sure people has a livelihood and yeah uh all all great example you you mentioned and there's so much going on out there that uh, it's you can see actually an industry that that, that comes together now uh, uh in these 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 hard times you know it, it does and you know these behaviors are just something which really do need to be noted from the very top. Um, I think we were just talking earlier, uh, Michael, about um, a great paper I saw um, by the uh, uh, Professor Christopher Muller. Uh, just noticed that on LinkedIn this morning, and you know this ties into your more longer term situation, which is happening, which will happen in the industry coming out of this. You know, let's face it, the face of dining out will be changing in a great way. You think about some of the brands which you expect on the high street. Some of them will not be there. We've just mentioned Vapiano. I think that's the first domino to fall of quite a few further if we're not careful. And, you know, today's uh, or Tuesday's announcement by the government of their funding package, well, you know, it, it, it starts the process. It's a great good good step but more is needed you know we need more in terms of um employee support which hopefully will be coming tonight in um, the next prime minister's briefing but just going back to christopher muller's point he wrote this very interesting article about other pandemics uh, going back to the spanish flu uh, pandemic in the turn of the century but it's an interesting thought that at the end of the day the demand will still be there when this blows over as and when it does blow over obviously who knows what the timing will be but I'll quote from the paper. It says, the current crisis, similar to the last great pandemic, may be seen as the catalyst for the growth of a new middle class. This emerging model will come with a newfound respect for the large hospitality industry that drives it. Restaurants and hotels are the true industrial backbone, the solid infrastructure, and the real drivers of the new economy. This may actually be the time when we all finally notice and acknowledge how important the work and the workers in hospitality 
are to all of us. And, you know, that's a great thought because, you know, UK hospitality has for a long time been trying to bang the drum of how important this is as an industry. I mean, it's undoubtedly a very important industry. It's very large. It's the third largest giver to the economy. But in that narrative around um, immigration, et cetera, and, and how businesses were going to be starved of um, a labor supply, which was already short even before we kicked off on Brexit. Um, you know, these messages need to be heard by government. Why do you think um, this current government got in? It's because it listened to the voices of the people. Um, uh, or, or that's the narrative anyway. And that's really important. It's now is the time for the hospitality industry to be listened to because so many are in it and so many are giving to as a result for it. So that's my views on um, how that will play out. That was a very interesting quotation you did uh, there. And I, we will put that in the, the show note. And you said you already to me that you will share this article with me. So we, we will make sure that so people can have a read of that when, when they have the time. But that, that's an interesting view on it. If you you take the, the long-term positivity on the situation uh, on it as well. And I also noticed in, yesterday I was reading an article about hospitality in China, in Hong Kong and Shanghai. It's coming back to life slowly after two and a half, three months. Uh, I know our situation can be different um, and nobody can predict this, but it seems like about 70 to 80% of business there is back into action uh, from a hospitality point of view, still with restrictions and restaurant with, you know, how close can you sit and how many people at the table. But there's definitely, there's definitely light there in a way. And, and that's real life facts and not just, you know, prognosis or our gut feel on anything. This is actually happening over there. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one, Michael, because, um, you know, we're, we're not qualified to talk about, um, the, the scientific evidence, as uh, uh, as my um, beloved football team's leader Jurgen Klopp pointed out, um, and you know, it, it, quite rightly. But we can observe the most obvious thing about this is that, let's face it, this the, the behaviour in the market now is driven on a real time view of trying to obviously avoid the spread but also confidence comes into it and if you're looking at it in the pure analysis like that confidence will really only come back fully when there is some form of vaccine for this so you know we can control it but until you really get a vaccine how nervous are we going to be um, that it will come back, etc.? And that's the great unknown, I think. Um, obviously, I'm very good point. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not qualified to give the answer, though. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. And I think actually the worst out. Um, my wife referred to me that there was an article or some scientists have been out, out saying that social distance would maybe be a thing that will, you know, still be relevant in 12 months' time. Even though we are back into action, we'll still have to be aware of how we interact and yes yeah, so it's going to be weird you know already now when you go into the supermarket you can see people don't want to get too close to you so it's like uh, yeah it's already happening yeah it, it is and it, it will be extraordinary to see how it changes um uh behaviors i mean uh, the notion of no longer shaking hands but doing the uh uh the, the, the chef's elbow should we say 
say it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I mean, I um, had a, a catch-up meeting um, with Jeremy King last week, and um, obviously Jeremy's immaculately dressed, etc. And uh, the the notion of doing a, a an elbow greeting to him like that was very amusing. But um, um, I, I think the point is also is quite frankly. You know the the notion of cleanliness and hygiene, etc. How that will affect people's behaviour is quite interesting as a question. But but we're probably uh, we're going off on a tangent, I suspect. Um, so um, so take us a bit on. Do you, from a government point of view, is there any other things you would think that has to be looked at from the government point of view? Is there anything else they they could do? Anything you would encourage them to do uh, in 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 this uh, in the, in this storm and how they can support hospitality from from the experience you have working in the industry and you know that really would have a massive effect on what you hear from your clients as well. They're looking for. I mean, it's an interesting one because. Uh, um, I probably take a, a being a lawyer probably take a more balanced and um, uh, holistic view of all sides before I, I give a view on that. I mean, my starting point is um, UK hospitality are doing great things. Uh, they've been lobbying well. I mean, Kate Nichols has been quite splendid the way she's been pushing this. Um, you do need more radical voices because inevitably the government will do what they do. Um, I think Tuesday's announcement was seen as a good start, but you know you're already seeing suggestions. It's not um, enough, but you know we've we've got to work with it. We've got experts in the field trying to come up with this, and unfortunately things do take time. But time is not what is on the industry's hands at the moment. Um, every delay in terms of what is done vis-a-vis employees is going to mean more redundancies by a lot of businesses. And and it's also, we can't be judgmental on them because like I say, at this here and now, the value of vice is to, to boards is all about balancing their solvency status. And, you know, each individual company will have a different position than others. Some will be well-funded, some will have good, strong cash um, resources. Others will, as we know, will be pretty much on the edge before we even got into this. So difficult decisions have to be made. Um, and I I just hope people aren't too judgmental on those who've had to make those hard decisions, uh, assuming they're made all sincerely, etc. But um, the government has to come through tonight is the message. It's got to be something which is going to back up those words of um, very strong general comments by the prime minister around we will not let businesses or employees suffer as a result of um, the coronavirus well they're sweeping sweeping comments but as i advise companies um, on the technical here and now uh, insolvency implications i.e can you pay your debts as and when they fall due um the notion of trying to bring a, a sweeping comment without any actuality behind it as, as an excuse not to take difficult decisions is a step too far at this point. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that the Chancellor will really think about what is needed. Um, I know they've been working hard on it, as, as has been alluded to in the statements. They've been working hard with trade unions, so that suggests something quite radical will be coming. Um, but you know, this is all about life supply to 
um, companies as well as their employees. So we do need that um, sweeping support to be coming through tonight. Yeah, and I guess it's also about these people that sometimes, you know, they're living on a a minimum wage already and uh, they don't have deep, deep stacked pocket of cash to survive on so they they almost gonna very quickly be in a situation to pay rent and get food on the table it's going to be a massive challenge within short time if if there's not some kind of you know support there for them but as well if you just look at a totally you know individual level um on it i i agree and um you know, there, as ever, there is many um, people in privileged positions. There's many that are not. Um, in a time of just utter swift devastation of many, and, and bear in mind, it's not just hospitality this affects. It affects mm. many other yeah, industries too. So the government has many, many pressures on it, obviously, which it needs to balance. But they've got the experts there. They are being uh, well advised. So we do need to uh, have faith that that will come through. But for those people you mentioned, yes, I mean, it, it, it is very difficult times. And again, I come back to the nature of this industry, which, um, you know, the first thing were businesses are totally affected but the leaders are still setting up funds hardship funds etc which you know it's it's the great positive side of this industry which needs to be um, acknowledged basically and hopefully those types of um, distress funds will be uh, there for those that need it i mean uh, you know you hear in the states obviously danny meyer setting up his own fund for his own employees etc it's those kind of behaviors which um this industry is famous for and and quite rightly and it needs that acknowledgement so hopefully that will be good enough to protect people yeah and i think we should uh give a shout out to danny meyer again that sets the the standard as i normally say it uh, and and go for first with some massive initiative to, to help his employee and create like a fund for them. And and you can see he is what he always, he, he preached in his book, uh, Set the Table, it's about people first, my people first and the customer and the rest will follow. I think it says something like that in the book. I've read it a couple of times. What is your top tips for operators to do right now, short term and long term? And I know we can't put everybody in one box because everybody has individual situations. As you said, some have more cash, some have less. Um, but what would you say is worth starting thinking about like short term now? Uh, we saw the first insolvency uh, today with the Babiano. And, and then I guess it's a bit that unfortunate that angle we have to take on this question in a way, saying that what is it that they need to do short term to either avoid or you know managing that situation? It's a very interesting time and as we said this changes by the hour so um, trying to be relevant is difficult each company will have its own struggles its own issues which are affecting it on a daily basis which um, we can't really generalize about but you know the, the, the immediate advice if you were let's just say a ceo of a hospitality business and we're talking it's it, it's all about a you've got to be calm hold your nerve focus on what really matters in the here and now in your business um and be very very precise in what issues it faces be all over the cash flow position be all over where the expenses are which are coming through bearing in mind in reality as you've 
got little or no revenue coming through. Um, so they're the things which need to be focused in on. And the bigger clients I have, um, which are well financed, you know, they've got good management infrastructure, FDs, and um, you know, often PE investors who can give that great know-how um, for the smaller businesses which are starting off or maybe entrepreneurial unfortunately that they don't have that um, so you know it's beholden on professional advisors as much as we can to be very sensible on how we advise them and help them to get through this because there'll be many many good businesses of tomorrow with that if this hadn't have happened which need help and they would have been the rising stars for future um just because they haven't actually got that good funding we we, we need to help them get there shall we say but the main point is is that each business needs to focus on what its individual costs are i guess on a long-term basis though not being precise you, you're looking at potentially a reshape of the business model to the industry and how um, risk is evaluated. Uh, I guess pandemics have um, always been um, something on people's lips, should we say? I mean, internally in my law firm, uh, speaking to one of my IT people, she had always had a pandemic um, section in risk management and people used to laugh at her should we say um, she told me but you know unfortunately she's been proven right and her inputs it's very valuable you look at a lot of hospitality businesses you know a week 10 days ago when this was really beginning to come out they would have all been digging out their insurance policies and unfortunately a lot are not covered with pandemic insurance uh, 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 extension to their um policies so you know that will become something which i would imagine becomes de rigueur from now on um assuming you'll be able to get it in the future but uh, this will drive different behaviors that's one thing for sure and um i guess we just need to concentrate on the short term though and help people get through this crisis what are you thinking uh, when it comes to um you know where should people go for for help and support in in all this when you if you take the legal hat on what is the what kind of help and support do they know you know go to their own solicitors what is the questions they need to ask i probably want to phrase it like that what questions do you need to ask right now to get the right help uh you need because you because i guess what you bring with your balanced approach and being a third party and not a person involved in the situation uh, very closely, you can you can ask the right questions or you can give the right support if you get the right information. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose um, I think you had um, Jonathan Downey on as your first um, guest in this crisis uh, um, section, should we say, of your podcasts. And, you know, he, I think he w- mentioned he was a, uh, a a lawyer himself of in the past and um, he was cognizant, obviously, law firms and accountancy firms, etc., who will be advising around this or some, to some people quite expensive. I mean, uh, the, the advice, obviously, to all from small to large is use your network. Um, so smaller people, um, the great thing about uh the hospitality industry is it's it's very very well interconnected everybody seems to know each other so there will be no end of support for um people who do not have access to it the bigger companies obviously my clients um clearly have been inputting to them and um their views but you know often they will have 
um, uh, a strong management um, team around them where they do know various things. I guess the point is for those that really need the help um, and need it as in they really are struggling and don't know where to turn, you know, first of all, I'm happy to speak to anyone quickly and take them through issues which that are in their business. Second point, there's a lot of online content out there. I would direct first and foremost to um, some of the content UK Hospitality is pushing out, that, which is an amalgamation of different um, professional advisors around the issues. Um, in the here and now, as, as we stand just going back to the earlier point in the, the podcast, I highlighted actually some of the main things now which need thinking of are insolvency law um, and the implications of trading when insolvent. So that analysis is very important. So that's a legal analysis. It's an accounting analysis. So um, you need that type of understanding. Um, and as I say, the employment analysis is absolutely critical at, at the here and now as people are trying to take a view do we um uh, unfortunately let people go um uh, it hopefully is going to be the last resort i mean the prime minister was imploring people to stick by your employees and you know quite rightly so if it's possible but uh it's a fine line balancing that between where the insolvency legislation kicks in shall we say so they're the two biggies which companies will need help on analyzing a are they solvent and b what can they do with their employees in all this i guess you is also um trying to keep yourself sane because you're probably going to be you be you have already i know and will be in the next coming time be approached from people all the time that, that needs your help and support what is what is your your three things you do as an individual to keep yourself you know sharp because it, there's people that want some of your your brain power which is quite it, it can be quite exhausting i know that my, myself as well i've been helping out a lot of people but what do you do to protect yourself in a way and be ready um, it's, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, in a situation where it's the here and now, you've just got to be available. Um, um, certainly when clients are asking for help, you know, when they really need it like now, you've just got to be available. That's the point. And you've also got to bear in mind there's a human element to all of this. Um, you know, as people battle for survival, um, as you highlight, you know the bigger picture quite frankly around this is there there are people unfortunately dying as a result of that so a degree of perspective has to be borne in mind that this is not just a business issue it's actually a um, without sounding too dramatic a life and death situation so we've got to be respectful of that too but when the proverbial is hitting the fan you've just got to be there for your client no matter when what time etc and just help them out great where could it, are you as a company sending sending any advice out anything that that they need to that people could look at to share is there any social channels websites anything that that could to help them as it is right now or yeah i mean um i guess um on a personal element if people do need it feel free to contact me um uh, i'll send you my details i think you've got them anyway on the bottom of emails my email address is Julian Matthew, uh, well, it's J Matthews, sorry, um, at wedlakebell.com, so 1T and Matthews. Um, mobile number is 7968 558 739. 
Um, in terms of content through my firm, um, just go to www.wedlatebell.com and um, you know it's very easy to pick up on the links into coronavirus being put on there. Just very much available as and when needed. Great, uh, Julian. Is there anything you want to add here in the end that you think that's very important we, we get out there that people could have big use of or something they need to, to, to be aware of in the, the situation we're in now? You know, as we all, particularly in London, um, begin to decamp into uh, our houses, as it were, um, you know, we've just got to be uh, aware we're all coming into unfamiliar territory some of us are in terms of working at home and that lack of social engagement so we've just got to be kind to ourselves is probably the message which uh, has been pushed on your previous podcasts um, and trust in the people who are the experts in this field to ensure that we get through it Thank you very much, uh, Julian, for coming on the, the podcast. And uh, I'm sending you and your family and your colleagues uh, all the power and love and energy you need to uh, get through the, the, the coming period, as you just mentioned. That, that could be quite uh, difficult. Indeed, Michael. And uh, thank you. And same goes to your good self. Thank you very much. Thank you, Julian, for your great advice and insight. I'm so sure people will already be implementing and also thinking about how they can implement some of this great thinking over the next period. Remember, if you would like some help, please reach out to Julian either via email jmatthews at wetlakebell or phone 07-968-558739. Please share this podcast so other industry people also can get help and insights from this. If you like more of this, please subscribe to one of our channels. More to come very soon. If you are not signed up to our newsletter, go to experience101.live and sign up today. Thanks to our partner HM Tahola and Beta Mojo for supporting us to get this out to more movers, shakers, and mavericks. Together, we can overcome this. Thanks for listening and be kind out there. We need more help. Call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. ground. All in together, let's gather round. We're gonna try and get this thing off the ground.